Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Elvin Taylor. Welcome and thank you for joining us today. The next hour, as we say here, is devoted to learning something more, not just about our world of shoes and ships and sealing wax, but about how, what and why we believe as we do. A time for the open-minded and a time for those willing to question what they think they know or what they may believe. In other words, this is an hour for those willing to be uncertain. Ravinder, you're always ready to be uncertain. I'm Eldon Taylor, and this is Provocative Enlightenment, and my partner, Ravinder, is here in the studio with me. So, Rav, say hello to everyone and tell us what you're uncertain about today. Everything. How about that? Hello, everybody. Um, but, yes, I would say that I, I don't know, I think as I get older and older, the more I question everything. So I'm, I'm open to looking at most things, I think. I try. Oh, good for you. I try, absolutely. All right. In this week's spotlight, I wish to focus on the central idea of some sort of survival following physical death. A new Rasmussen reports, National Telephone and Online Survey finds that 62% of American adults believe in life after death. Yet, just 17% do not. But 20% are still unsure if there's an afterlife. That said, fewer Americans say they believe in God or pray regularly. Yet more people believe in an afterlife nonetheless. So this new study says. A team at San Diego State University, Florida Atlantic University, and Case Western Reserve University found it's a generational thing, with millennials the least likely generation to say they're religious or to take the Bible literally. There are many ideas about what sort of life after death one might experience. For some, it's intelligence that survives and somehow participates in the whole of intelligence. For others, it's the soul or spirit that lives on in heaven or hell. Still others refuse to accept the idea of heaven or hell and see the entire matter as a life school that, through a combination of karma and dharma, provides us with the ability to work out our errors and progress forward. Well, that too differs from nirvana to the presence of a divine being, so we have to equivocate even on that statement. As regards the soul and spirit, we find that to be confusing as well. In the Old Testament, spirit is ruach. Found some 378 times in the Hebrew Old Testament and literally meaning breath, wind, etc. Breath itself. This may represent incarnate life, but the term spirit can be employed, however, in a higher sense. It also is used to depict the nature of a non-material being, for example, God, God the Father, as to his essence, his spirit. He is not a physical or material being. The Hebrew term for soul is nefesh, 
and it is found more than 780 times in the Old Testament. Because of the variety of contextual meanings, it is not always rendered by the English word soul. The King James Version uses 28 different words by which to translate the original term. Nefesh, therefore, signifies different things, depending upon the passage in which it occurs. Soul may signify merely an individual person. The prophet Ezekiel declared that the soul, the person, whose sins will surely die. Or, as Peter would write centuries later, eight souls were saved by water in the days of Noah. 1 Peter 3 and 20. However, the most common interpretation defines a soul this way. Soul can have to do with that aspect of man that is characterized by the intellectual and emotional. Genesis 27 and 25, Job 30 and 16, it is eternal component of man that is fashioned in the very image of God, Genesis 1 and 26, and that can exist apart from the physical body, Matthew 10 and 28, Revelation 6 and 9. We all naturally wish to live on. The idea of simply ceasing to exist at all is frightening to many and most disconcerting to others. Ceasing to exist at all, in any way, tends to plead for a morbid axiology since our behavior matters only to ourselves. Why not then simply maximize our pleasure and minimize our pain from a purely selfish perspective? For me, this selfish perspective loses sight of the most rewarding elements to life. With or without an eternal life, our most treasured moments, those with real meaning, what I have often called the warm, fuzzy feeling, are derived from helping others, from shared love, from compassionate action, from unselfish motives. As such, whether there is life after death or not, one of the true rewards for living is found in our ability to help others. Those are my thoughts. Anyway, I welcome yours. And how about you, Ravinder? What do you think? Does it matter at all? Does it matter at all? Um, no, not in how I live my life today. Um, I suppose I've got definite standards. I always want to do my best. It doesn't matter if God exists or God doesn't exist or if we carry on, you know. When I'm on my deathbed, I want to know that I did my best. And I'm aware that there's there are lots of, you know, there are things I regret, obviously. But I just keep working on doing my best. So no, it doesn't make the slightest bit of difference to me. Uh, if there is an afterlife, if there isn't an afterlife, um, if there's a God, if there isn't a God, it doesn't make any difference. I have to be true to me. Now, some people say that a bit tongue-in-cheek because they really <laughs> believe that there is an afterlife. Do you believe there's an afterlife? Do I believe there's an afterlife? Yeah, I do. I don't know that there's an account out there that... Um, that I believe in wholeheartedly, you know, I, I don't think we have, yeah, that there are lots of questions about it, but do I believe that there is something after there? Yeah. You know, the fact is I have heard different mediums just do some stuff that, yeah, can be astounding. Yeah. Well, we have one of those mediums on the show today. Absolutely. And I'm as for me, my personal experience says absolutely. And that's a whole other story. That would be two shows. All right, we'll leave it at that. Every week I read some of our letters 
some of your letters that we receive as our way of involving you while paying respect to the very important role you play in making this show successful. Our last show featured the Velvet Rope Economy with Mr. Nelson Schwartz. Chris wrote, great discussion with Nelson Schwartz. Thanks for the show. Marty wrote, I'd love to see the changes made that Schwartz suggests, but I just don't see that happening. Like he said, those in power are just too used to being treated special to allow that to be taken away. All right, moving on. William wrote, I just want to express my gratitude to Dr. Eldon Taylor for what he is doing, his amazing work and profoundly powerful life-changing products. Well, thank you very much, William. Ravinder and I both appreciate that, don't we? We do. It makes all the work worthwhile. David wrote, you're releasing the fear of rejection program is absolutely amazing. After just listening to it, I started to feel no fear whatsoever for any reason with other people. Literally, after my first day of listening to this InterTalk program, my fear of rejection is almost completely gone, and the results feel fast, and the impact, I'm sure, will last. Dan wrote, your program, Freedom from Pornography, literally saved my life. My marriage, business, and relationships with my family were all suffering due to the fact that my life revolved around pornography. Once I started listening to this program, I immediately started to feel and experience amazing results. My urge to watch and consume porn started to completely vanish. Also, the quality of my marriage and business life started to improve tenfold. All I can say is thank you for creating this program because it was exactly what I was looking for and much more. All right, that's all the time we're going to take for letters today, but please keep your comments coming. We sincerely appreciate your feedback. You can opine by sending me an email at eldon at eldontaylor.com. That's E-L-D-O-N at eldontaylor.com. Or by joining me on Facebook at Dr. Eldon Taylor. Now to today's special show with Mr. Mark Anthony. Mark was with us recently, and all of you were so impressed with his reach into the hereafter and reading that we invited him back to the show. Now, we don't usually take phone calls, but this show is open to your calls. Mark has agreed to read for you. So we invite you to call and receive a free reading from Mark. Just phone 425-373-5527. Again, that's 425-373-5527. Okay, in case you missed the last show, let me tell you a little about today's guest. Mark Anthony, a.k.a. the Psychic Lawyer and or Psychic Explorer, is the author of the award-winning, critically acclaimed bestsellers, Never Letting Go and Evidence of Eternity. We talked about those books the last time he was on the show. They are great reads. I recommend you go get them. He is a world-renowned fourth-generation psychic medium who communicates with spirits He is also an Oxford-educated attorney, licensed to practice law in Florida, Washington, D.C., and before the United States Supreme Court. Mark is featured regularly on television, major talk radio shows, and in print media. So, once again, call now, 425-373-5527. On that, let's get him in here. Welcome back to Provocative Enlightenment, Mr. Mark Anthony. Thank you, Eldon. It's great being back on your show. 
Well, I, I, I've got to tell you, both Ravinder and I have really been looking forward to having you back on the show. She is um, she is very cautious about how she approaches many things, but in what you did, what you had to share with her last time, you were on a whole lot more than than her little movements of equivocation might give rise to you understanding. But I know why she might say that. So for those who you know didn't hear you the last time you were on the show, um, you know, share with everyone a little about your personal history, how you became a psychic explorer or psychic medium. And I've also got to ask this, you know, look, um, I had to testify in a, a very infamous case um, involving CBS and Judas Priest. And they went through my, I was testifying for the plaintiff. CBS was the defense. They went through my background and discovered that, you know, I had an involvement in the ancient hermetic order of Asclepius. And boy, did they ever come at that. Like it was the point of discrediting my entire testimony, because what was this stuff about believing in, you know, higher power and and mysticism and Kabbalah and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You must get some of that. You're licensed to appear before the Supreme Court. What do you, I mean, how, how does your mediumship affect your legal practice? Uh, well, currently, the focus of my life is on working as a medium and an author and, and public speaker at events. Um, and like, like you indicated, uh, um, I speak uh, at venues across the nation. I've spoken at Columbia, Brown, Harvard, Yale, in addition to the International Association of Near-Death Studies, Edgar Casey Association for Research Enlightenment, and the Vail Symposium. And when I was practicing law full-time and it got out uh, that I was a medium, there were times when, when people would, um, I even had a judge one time, he cracked a joke in, in open court. He was trying to embarrass me. And uh, this judge had a reputation for being a bully and being sarcastic and really rude. And that's unfortunate because being a judge is, is a position of trust. The problem is power goes to people's heads. And a lot of judges, Eldon, develop what we in the legal profession call the God complex. You know, you walk into a room, everybody stands, people laugh at your jokes that aren't funny. Everyone, you know, they have to, to you know, kiss your wazoo um, constantly. Yeah. <laughs> and and when, I, when I came into the courtroom, he goes, well, I guess we don't need a probate division. He can talk to dead people. And, like, people are laughing. And, I, and uh, the problem with this judge is that he doesn't seem to understand the First Amendment separation of church and state. Because on Thursday afternoons, he used to use his courtroom to conduct Christian prayer meetings. Now, I have no problem with Christian prayer meetings, or Christians, or Hindus, or Buddhists, or Jews, or any religion, but you're not supposed to be using a government facility, particularly during business hours, or any hours for that matter, but it's even more so during business, to conduct your evangelical um, Christian meetings. And so I said, I said, Your Honor, I like your Christ, but I don't like you Christians, because you don't act like your Christ. He said, how dare you say that? And I said, actually, Gandhi said that. <laughs> and he said, well, fine, let's just get on with it. 
Well, <laughs> as karma, who is a cruel taskmaster, but a very just one, never loses an address. Um, after I had left the practice of law to pursue my spiritual work 100%, about a year after that, he got into an argument with a public defender, one of the attorneys appointed to help people who can't afford lawyers. He got off the bench and physically beat up the attorney. Oh, wow. And he was removed from the office of being a judge. He was removed from his position by the Florida Supreme Court. So I guess karma truly does not lose an address. <laughs> and also, whenever I've been in a legal context where people start trying to make fun of my spiritual and religious beliefs, what I say to them is, first off, you need to stop right now because you are violating my religious freedoms and my spiritual beliefs. And just because I believe in spirit communication, would you be saying, would you be making fun of my religion if I were Jewish or if I were Muslim? And let me tell you something, that will stop them right in their tracks. So, Eldon, I feel for you. And what really bothers me is that the attorney that, um, that you know, you, the, the witness, you were a witness, I believe, for the plaintiff. The plaintiff's Correct. attorney should have been objecting and should have been in there running interference for you because no one's religious beliefs should be should be crucified like that. I mean, if you look at it, Eldon, um, all religions can be called mythological. I mean, if you look at um, um, all of them, okay, they all have these supernatural stories where there's a prophet or where there's a divine power that does things which defy uh, what we would consider to be reason or the laws of physics or, or the science. And that's what faith is. Faith is making that leap of belief, that understanding, to believe in something that does defy our day-to-day -day understanding of existence. So shame on that attorney for not defending you. I love it. All right. Look, our, our lines are all lit up, so I'd love to just chat with you, but we're going to go to the lines I, today I, I like know. you we, promised. We could talk all day. And um, here's the thing, Eldon, uh, before I do the readings, for, for the callers, yeah. I'm a medium. I'm not a fortune teller. So if you want to call about your love life and your career, that's fine. But realize what I do is facilitate communication with um, you and your loved ones in spirit. Sometimes the person that you want to hear from may not be the one who comes in. Be careful about shooting things down that you don't immediately recognize because after the reading, you'll find when you have a period of time to reflect on it, it's going to make more and more sense. Also, they can bring up things that haven't happened yet. So um, I, normally I spend about, about uh, 15 minutes um, explaining my process to a client before a one-on-one -on -one reading. But that's, um, that's the, uh, the abbreviated version. Eldon, take it away. All right. Thank you, Mark. We'll go to line three. Janet from North Carolina. Janet, are you there? I am. How are you? Good. Welcome to the show. You're live thank with you. Mr. Mark Anthony. Go right ahead. Hello, thank you Janet. so much. Hi, Mark. Um, my name is Janet, and I would like you to please see if you could connect me to a loved one. Um, I would, you know, like to hear from my husband in spirit, but just whatever you can reveal to me. Okay, very good. Let's, let's, let me open up to frequency and see who steps forward. 
Oh, right. So there is, there is a male energy coming through. Um, hey, Janet, did you or someone close to you ever lose a child, a little girl? Yes. Possibly? Yes. Okay. Yes. My brother. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry. Say that again. My brother. My brother yeah. lost a young child. Yes, a girl. A little girl. Yeah, because um, your husband stepped in, but he brought this little girl with him first. Okay. And she wants to tell um, tell her mommy and daddy that she's fine, okay? Okay. And what okay. I'm getting with her, it's like this shockwave going through my body. When I say a shockwave going through my body, I'm feeling um, a concussive feeling to my head, like something going on inside of her head. Uh, it feels like an impact, which could indicate either some type of trauma or her passing was abrupt and unexpected. I also feel very yep. nauseated and disoriented. Um, so this feels like there could have been not just a trauma, but um, also some type of convulsions or seizures in conjunction. Absolutely. With her. She had seizures. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So she's coming through. And you know what's really nice? Your husband knows that you want to talk to him, but he thought it would be even more special to bring her through, um, he said, because he wants to brighten everybody's day. And so she's yes. coming through. She wants her mommy and daddy to know how much she appreciates how they sacrificed so much and did everything they possibly could um, for her and to save her. And she said they yeah. should have no regrets, no worries, and yes, Mommy, I do come to you. Okay, so that's the message for her. And that's now your wonderful. husband uh, is coming in, and boy, I'm smelling aftershave. Did he like his aftershave? Because I'm smelling hey, Yes, he did. He did. Aftershave. I mean, it's like Bam, you know, and it's funny because I mean, obviously I shave every day, but I don't use aftershave, and I'm smelling the aftershave. And he said, "I know she liked it." Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So he knows that that uh, you liked his aftershave. And what I get with um, your husband, super nice guy. He's a guy, a guy's guy. Okay. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. There, there's just like he's rugged, but he's charming. He's endearing. He loves you. He loved you in this world, loves you from the other side with all of his heart. And what I'm getting with him is all of a sudden, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And I'm getting this gasping yeah. sensation and this numbness running right down the whole left side of my body. Now, yeah. that could be an indicator of um, a cardiovascular a heart attack. Um, does that make that, any sense? Yes, exactly right. He spent many years. He died at age 64. Don't, 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 don't get and, any details. Uh, um, yeah. all, all, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but, but for, for you and for all okay. the callers, all I want you to do is answer my question. Don't give me details about his age and all that. Reason being okay. is let's get him to give us that so we can guarantee that this is, this is authentic and that he's given us this information. All right, so we got the, the okay. heart attack. He's letting you know that that's how he passed. Did you okay? He's talking about what's going on with you right now, and he keeps talking about your car, your car. And here's the funny thing, um, Janet. I keep hearing. Remember that song, Pink Cadillac. I'm, I'm singing it off key, but he keeps talking about pink Cadillac. And I don't mm -hmm. know if there's something with you in a pink car or the color pink or a Cadillac, but I get something going on with you right now with an automobile. Does that make any sense? Um, it doesn't about the pink Cadillac, but he had a car that he was trying to restore, and it was not finished whenever he passed. Okay. Now, do you still have this car in your possession? Absolutely. Yes. 
Uh, okay, so that's what he's focusing on. You know the funny thing. Whenever I think of a pink Cadillac, remember Mary Kay? I, I you know, I remember the the Mary yeah, Kay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Something about Mary or a name like Mary or a name like Kay or something about Mary Kay that would make sense to you in any way. Yeah. No, I'm not getting anything with Mary Kay, but might later on, but not right yeah, now. Yeah. You know, that's fine. That's fine because that's so bizarre. It's but it's cool bizarre. So let's see what he's saying about you and the car. He says you treat this car like a shrine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I do. Um, and I, and do. I don't mean to laugh. And he said when you're ready, you can sell it. He said when you're ready, you can sell it. He's not forcing you to do that. He, he says yeah. um, when you're ready, you, you can sell it. And he says and it won't be like your your. He said I know she worries about like forgetting me or flushing me down the toilet. That's exactly how he's saying it. He said, but he, he knows that that won't happen, okay? He said that what yeah. matters to, to you and what he wants you to know is that you will always be in his heart just like he is always, you know, you're always in his, he'll always be in your heart. But he doesn't want you, he says, I don't want you to fret about the car. He said, but I'm not yeah. telling you to sell it, but if you want to sell it or if you need to sell it, you, you can. And he just held up yeah. a passport. Now, I know because of COVID right now, a lot of people aren't traveling, but is there something about you and overseas travel or a big trip coming up because he is holding up a passport? No, I would think he would be probably trying to encourage me because I don't go anywhere. I mean, I stay at home, have since he's passed. You know, I don't go anywhere. Okay. Now, see, what you just said is very important. When I have one interpretation of something, but you have a different one, we always go with yours over mine because yeah. I am just a conduit for the information because right. the readings about you, it's not about me. And you see, he held up a passport and you said, well, I haven't been going anywhere since he passed so that he's probably telling me I should. All right. And, exactly. and of course, he's saying when, when you get the all clear, he'd like you to do something. And he keeps saying you need to go on that cruise we never went on. And he keeps showing me the island of Bermuda. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I always wanted to carry him on a cruise. I always wanted to do that. Okay. Well, if you go on a cruise, you may want to make sure Bermuda is included in the itinerary. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Um, it's funny. It's funny. Um, and it's the funny thing about him, you would never see this guy walking around in Bermuda shorts. Oh, uh, no. No, this was not a Bermuda shorts kind of a guy. All right? He's, he's laughing about that. You know, he reminds me, um, do you remember the actor uh, Heath Ledger? Do you remember Heath Ledger? Yes, I do, yeah. Kind of a, a blonde, rugged cowboy type. Um, yeah, yeah. He's projecting to me that type of image. And I and I get the sense that your husband, you know, he was, he was a nice guy, kind guy, rugged, but let me tell you something, a gentleman to the fingertips. A gentleman yes, to the fingertips. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. All right, so he wants to leave that with you, and he says, two lilies and a rose. Two lilies and a rose. Interesting. Okay. All right, anything about the flower lily or, or rose? Most people like roses, but um, the interesting thing about lilies and roses, lilies could also indicate something in the Aries time frame because that's um, what I call the Easter time frame, which would be a mm -hmm. significant birth, death, anniversary, or event connected to him, to you, or someone close to you between March 20th and April 20th, okay? Um, and Rose 
could be something within the month of May. Um, and also it could be a reference to a name like Rose or Roseanne, something like that. But he's showing me two lilies and a rose that he's handing to you. Well, I know I have a rose. He was cremated, and his ashes are on his dresser in our bedroom, and I have a rose on top of the the ashes on the box, you know. Okay, perfect. I mean, not perfect that that happened, but perfect that you identify that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, anything in the Aries time frame between roughly March 20th and April 20th or something about lilies or the name Lily? No, not that I know of. Uh, he didn't know. I back up. He has a granddaughter named Lily. He has a granddaughter named Lily. Bingo. There you go. Yes. He's got a granddaughter named Lily that yes. he's acknowledging. Mm -hmm. Okay. So so see how, how he's giving these messages to you. And he's yes. also telling me that you've been very good about taking precautions with your health. You've been very good. At, he keeps repeating this. Very good about taking precautions with your health. Are you being real careful, like wearing a mask and avoiding crowds and things like that? Yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah. He, yes. He's he's giving you an accolade, thumbs up. He says you've been very good about that. Keep doing that. He said until you get the all clear. Until you get yeah. the all clear. So you know what? He just absolutely loves you immensely. Okay. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you so so very much. Oh, Thank my you. pleasure. I, I just enjoyed. Thank you communicating with him and with your uh, with your little niece. God bless Thank you for you. calling yeah, in, Janet. Wonderful. Thank you so very much. Have a wonderful right. afternoon. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. How are you holding up, Mark? You ready for the next one? I am. All right. Well, let's then go to line four, Terry from Florida. Are you there, Terry? I am. Welcome to the show. You're live with Mr. Mark Anthony. Go ahead and ask what you'd Thank like. Thank you, Dr. Taylor. Um, Mark, I have a question before you give me a, a mini reading if you want to. Um, I have made my peace with loss and dead relatives. I don't feel the need to communicate to find who gets the diamond ring or is there any, do you know I love you? What is the value um, beyond just connection of of seeking a medium? Oh, there's a lot of value to it. And the thing is, spirits really don't care about material possessions. Um, people care about those more than that. Um, for a lot of people, it helps them understand that the whole purpose of evidential mediumship, that is producing evidence from the other side, is to prove the continuity of life beyond the physical. And many times, you know, um, especially in the mini readings, they'll come through and give messages of love. But in one-on-one -on -one readings, they'll go even deeper, and they'll start telling you things, um, particularly with readings with me, about medical conditions, people connected to you or close to you. Uh, for example, I was doing a reading for this uh, woman, and her mother spirit kept giving me the name of um, her best friend. And, and the client said, well, I haven't talked to my mother's best friend in almost a year. And I said, well, she's got to get her eyes checked right away. She's got to get her eyes checked right away. This is very important, very important. And so long story short, I got an email about a month later, and she called this woman. The woman said, well, my eyes have been bothering me, and 
Uh, I just didn't think it was that big of a deal. So she went to the eye doctor because she thought, well, this is kind of weird. Some psychic told, you know, (laughs) and uh, her eye doctor examined her and said, my God, you're in the beginning phases of macular degeneration and we can reverse this right now. But if you'd waited six months, you'd be blind. Ah. There are many values. Also, I was doing a session one time for this um, young, young lady and uh, was at a public event, and she and her mother stood up, and the spirit zoomed in, and I and I just came right out of my mouth to don't go to the concert. And the, this girl goes, but I'm going to whatever concert it was, and her mother goes, you're not going to this concert. Well, I ran into them a year later at another one of my events, and they said, we're so glad you told us that. And uh, this young lady told her friends who were driving, they said, you know, the psychic, you know, that I saw, Mark Anthony. He, he said that the spirit of my father said, don't go to the concert, so I'm not going. So these girls were so freaked out about that that they drove really slow on the interstate. Well, they got four blowouts. Apparently there was something on I-95. They ran over it. It popped all four of their tires, and they were stranded there for hours until, you know, until they could get help. Now, the good part about this is they were going slower. And the trooper that came said, God, if you'd been going like 80 or 90 miles an hour, you guys could have flipped and died. So there are many facets to spirit communication, not just, hey, I'm around and I love you, but that life is eternal. Also, because spirits are pure energy and they're linked to other spirits that are linked to other spirits that are linked to other spirits into what I call the collective consciousness. And they can bring forth information that far exceeds the scope of anything um, that they knew in this life. So, I mean, basically, uh, you know, I write books about, about this very uh, subject, but you're getting the, uh, uh, the abbreviated version of it. So thank you for calling. I, I appreciate that. Do you have any, um, any mediumship um, information for me? Well, I thought you didn't want any or need it. Oh, I, 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 I want it. I just um, like to, just like to understand a little more. All yes, right, sir. female energy coming through that could be on. Uh, when I say the parent level, let me hold on a second. Doesn't always mean a parent. It could be like an aunt or a boss, teacher, professor, somebody on the generational level, you know, above you, older than you. And what I'm getting with her is prior to passing, a lot of difficulty swallowing. And so I'm also getting, ugh, I hate this sensation. I feel like uh, tubes in my nose, possibly tube down her throat. So she very well may have been intubated. And what I'm getting as well is what I call a draining sensation throughout my body, which is an indication that her passing was not a quick event, that it took time. Um, and I get this numb and sedated uh, feeling as well. Uh, she was still fairly aware of what was going on around her, um, but her passing was not quick. And this feels very much like, uh, obviously, she was under medical care, but she could have been under hospice care. The reason being is because I feel that in the last uh, several days of her, her material world life that she was pretty pretty heavily sedated. And I keep getting back to this weird sensation that I'm feeling about breathing, and I feel fluid build up in my chest, my lungs, my heart. So this could be some infection, disease of, of the lungs, but it could also be, feels very much like a congestive heart failure. Hold on, there's more 
Now I'm getting pain shooting down my GI tract into kidneys and bladder. All right, before I go any further, does any of this make sense to you? I did have a grandmother that had a slow death from cancer, very okay. slow. Okay, let's see what she would like you to know. Oh, when I exhale like that, what I'm doing is centering and focusing because people are always wondering, you know, what's that? And let's see what she has to say. It's funny that you were talking about diamonds before. She thinks that's funny. But the interesting thing is diamonds are also the birthstone for the month of April. So she's zeroing in on significant births, deaths, anniversaries, or events connected to you or her or somebody close to you within the month of April. Does that make any sense? I do have relatives that were born in April. That's the only thing I can think of. It's something with you, though. She said you and some type of banking or financial institution. It seems like this may have been last April. I don't know if there was some type of financial. And I know with COVID, everything's crazy. But she's talking about something with you and a financial institution toward the end of last April. So I'll have to, to think about that. Yeah, think about that one because that may, you know, and it, for all we know, it could be like, oh, I bounced a check. It may not be like some huge mm -hmm. thing. Let's see where she's going with this. Um, hold on. She said you're doing a lot better now than you used to. She said that you, I don't know if you used to, it's not like panic attacks. It's almost like this frenetic nervous energy. But now I feel, ah, it's like whatever you have done physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually has taken the edge off of that. And so you're That's getting true. a lot of, yeah, you're getting big time kudos from the other I side. I have worked really hard to make that happen. Well, you have succeeded, and the other side notices. And what's really fascinating, too, about this, Terry, is that it seems also to be coinciding with a decreased dependence uh, for you on sugar. Are, are you, like, cutting out sugar or avoiding sugary foods? I, I do my best, and yes, I have. Well, that yes. is tied into this. Um, not that eating sugar makes people not spiritual, but for you, for you, um, your your biophysiology, your your physiology, your your um, your biochemical makeup, sugar is incompatible with you. They said thank that you, it, it thank you. I'm a delicate flower, and I'm always trying to unlock the key on that. Sugar it doesn't take a, it doesn't yeah. take much to to move me to to bad health. Yeah, sugar, you know what, you'd be better off just not even doing sugar at all. And that. And also, she's saying you're smart enough not to replace sweet things with artificial sweeteners because you're jumping out of the frying pan and into the fire. With that, she said, continue what you're doing emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually, and also make that coincide with um, avoiding uh, refined processed sugars, the corn syrups, and all of those. And she said, your path is, is, has been enlightened and lit in front of you, and you know what you're doing. Oh, this is, that's really positive. So, hey, Terry, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. You are most welcome. Um, there you. there is um, fourth-generation psychic mediumship powers in my family as well. So even though I get my own readings from time to time, I I never hurts to bounce something off someone else. Amen. I thank you, and my 30-year-old son thanks you. You've held him in your arms. 
and I hope to see you again soon. All right. God bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Mark? Yes, sir. All right. Can you take another one? Do you want a little bit of a break? No, let's keep going. I'm all tuned all right. in. The other side seems like they want to work with me, so let's let's Okay. Let's, let's all you do and the lines are still lit, we'll we'll just stay with them. The heck with commercials or anything else. As long as they're lit, we'll go to them. Now, we have got Karen from Everett. We'll go right ahead and take you, Karen. Hi Karen, uh, how are you doing? You are live with Mr. Mark Anthony. Go for it. Yay. Hi. Hi Karen. Hey, how's it going? What can I do for it's you? Well, it's going well. Um, I have several people on the other side, so I guess whoever wants to step forward. <laughs> well, that's always a good approach. Let's see who we got. All right, male energy coming through. Interesting. Um, interesting. Let, let me go through this before before you respond. He could be on your generational level, but he could be on the father, the parent-uncle level. Um, the reason that I say this is this man, uh, when he was in this world, and to a, to a large extent on the other side, very protective of you, okay? And uh-huh. that's why it's like he could be, it could be a spouse, uh, you know, fiancé type, or it could be a father. Let me work with him um, uh, a bit more. And, okay. Okay. All right. All right. Now I'm feeling electrical tingles and shocks running through my body. And what this indicates to me is there was a neurological disturbance in his body. Um, I'm mm-hmm. also getting a flash of light inside of my head. And I don't mean like, oh, I'm seeing the light. This is an indicator that this could be like a stroke. This could be an aneurysm. Because what happens is, uh, Karen, I get like this flash of light going on in my head. And the electric shocks and tingles, certainly the brain you know, and the nervous system are, are tied in together. And what I'm getting with him is a lot of numbness, um, and I'm getting this um, numbness and tingling in my feet. This feels to me that this gentleman either had a history of strokes or he very well may have had a, a massive stroke not not very long before he died. I don't feel that the, the, the stroke necessarily took him and killed him right away, but there feels to be a history of this with him. Let me hold position here. Does any of this make sense to you? Absolutely. It happened about a year ago. Okay. Um, don't tell me his name or biographical data. What's his relationship to you? Uh, he's an old boyfriend. Old boyfriend. Interesting. Very um, paternalistic and protective of you. Fascinating. Oh, yeah. See now. Very much. Um, he wants you to know he's fine. And he said, even though we weren't together, he always kind of knew what you were doing. And and he says, not in a creepy stalker kind of way. He said, but I always, you know what it reminds me of? You remember that movie Forrest Gump? Remember the character Forrest was always looking out for whatever her name was, uh, the girl, the um, uh, whatever. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. He's kind of like, and I'm not saying he was like Forrest Gump, but he, Jenny. You know how Forrest Gump was always looking out for, I guess her name was Jenny. This guy was always kind of looking out for you. And he wants you to know that um, yes. because it's fascinating because he's projecting to me an image of the Archangel Michael. Now, this could mean a few different things. Certainly, Archangel Michael is symbol- symbolic of a protective energy, but this could also be a reference to the name Mike or Michael connected to you or him. And, of course, we all know Michael's 
um, but there, he may be referencing a Michael of significance. The other thing that I'm getting about him um, is he keeps showing me images of angels. Now, a lot of people perhaps collect angels or images of angels, or there's some symbolic or spiritual significance connected to them with angels, and he's focusing this on you. Now you can yes. respond, Karen. Does that make any sense? Oh, yeah. His name is Michael. Bingo. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. There we go. All right. Anything yeah. with angels in you? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, we both went to Catholic school, so angels and all of the, for me, mystical or mysticism has always been significant in my life. Okay. Perfect. This is what I call a multiple meaning message because the image of the Archangel Michael is twofold. It's his name, Michael, and number two, angels, you know, with your Catholic faith were uh, significant to both of you. So he wants you to know that um, he loves you and he always will. That's really sweet. Um, the other yeah. thing he's telling me is, ow, he's focusing on your feet. Are you having any issues? And, and I almost feel, well, is there someone, either you or someone close to you having bunions or some type of discomfort with the front part of the foot? It's like the toes and the balls of the feet. Um, I'm kind of hyper protective of my feet, but I don't have anything like that or know anyone currently that has that. All right, hold on. Let's back up a bit. They have to, they meaning spirits, they have to get, oh, great. There's a lightning storm going. Hold on. I just want you to know. Um, I'm in central Florida. There's a lightning storm going on. So if, if you hear a pop and I get cut off, it's that. All right. But back to you, Karen. Um, uh -huh. They have to get me to your feet. So you're very protective about your feet. And the interesting thing about this, you're protective about your feet, not because it's some weird idiosyncrasy, but your feet are particularly sensitive. Yes. And like super. And it's funny because he's talking about she's like the princess and the pea. You know what I mean? It's like if there's something like if something's not right with your shoe, it's like and it wouldn't bother anybody else, it'll bother you. That's what he's telling me. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So um, is your mom on the other side? And the reason that I ask this is there's a maternal energy popping in. Um, yes. Okay. And let's see. Okay. So your mom's on the other side. She's popping in. And she said, I promise I won't make you eat liver and onions. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> what? All right. Wait. There's got to be a liver and onion story there somewhere. Oh, all yeah. We had to eat a lot of liver and onions as a kid. <laughs> oh my gosh. She and she thinks this is hilarious. She come in. She says, "I promise I won't make you eat liver and onion." That's hysterical. And she <laughs> said, "September is a time to remember." Okay. So there must be a significant birth, death, anniversary, or event connected to you or her, or somebody close to you within the month of September? Uh, that's interesting, because September is probably the one month that has the biggest void. No, actually, she was September 25th. Uh-huh. So was that when she uh, was born or when she passed? Yes, when she was born. When she was born. September is a time to remember. All right, so... Let's see what mom would like you to know. What's with all the science fiction, Dr. X, Forbidden Planet? I'm seeing like all these 50s 
1950s science fiction movies. What is up with that? Uh, I didn't particularly care for them, but I think the family used to watch them quite a bit. Yeah, it's all like the, you know, the day the earth stood still, uh, uh, Dr. X. I mean, I'm seeing like all those corny um, science fiction from the 50s movies. Wait, wait, wait. Was your dad really into that? Um, I'm not sure if it was him or the or just everybody. Okay. All right. Well, let, let's see if um, this just may be an identifier, but your family is into them, but you didn't like them. Let me explain. Oftentimes in evidential uh, mediumship, spirits will bring up dislikes are just as important as likes. So your family liked them, so that's an identifier on them. You did not like those, that's an identifier on you. Because we can be defined and described by what we don't like every bit as by what we do like. They're also focusing on you, and they're talking about uh, chicken pox, but now that's mutating into shingles. Has shingles been an issue with you or somebody close to you? Um, I have a girlfriend that has them from time to time, but I've never had them. Okay, hold on. So they're talking about her. Let's see where they're going with this. Does she drink a little bit too much at times? She doesn't drink at all. Good, good. They're they're focusing on her and the issues drinking. And what they're telling me is that her immune system is in a weakened state and drinking's going to exacerbate that, and that she needs to get her her um, liver checked. Now, the liver check, there could be like a fatty liver, but there's some inconsistency. There is something going on with her liver that's out of balance, which appears to be weakening her immune system, and if she can get that rectified, and that's exactly the way they're saying it, she's going to start feeling better that and she's got to stop worrying about everything in the world that she can't control ah you know it almost sounds like my sister not my girlfriend and i don't know if she's got shingles but she's got a, a liver problem liver problem well then shingles may be on the horizon too because this yep. is really really yeah. strong okay this is really really strong and um hold on Oh, that's it. That's all they want want you to know. So, oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm going to suggest. In When dealing with the collective consciousness, which is the other side, they mm-hmm. can bring in a message that can apply to more than one person. So the message can apply, it seems like it applies to your sister, but it's not going to hurt if you pass this along to your friend. Question, does your sister drink too much or yeah. a little bit okay and so remember drinking was the issue initially you thought it was your friend but now it applies more to your sister let's give yeah. your sister that message but let's also pass it on to your friend because okay. spirits come in in tandem they're linked to mm-hmm. each other um, the message most likely is for your sister is there a Sharon Sharon or Cheryl her, her middle name is Sharon bingo that's who My they're sister. talking about. That's who yeah. they're talking about. So, yeah, eh, still tell your friend, but let's let's tell your sister whose middle name is Sharon. 
and I will yep. leave that with you. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty wow for sure, Karen. <laughs> Thank you very much for calling. Uh, Thank you so much, too. In, indeed, wow. our pleasure. Uh, Mark, we're about out of time. And uh, and this Lisa from uh, Baton Rouge has been hanging on this entire period. But we don't have enough time to take that call. Uh, so I'm going to ask you, uh, you, you want to do this again, maybe in a couple of months? Absolutely. And all right. uh, Eldon, for all the listeners of Provocative uh, Entertainment Radio, if they apply for a one-on-one phone reading on my website and mention Eldon, um, Ravinder, or Provocative Entertainment, they'll qualify for a reduced fee reading. My website is evidenceofeternity.com, just like my book, Evidence of Eternity. Eldon, thank you for having me on your show. Oh, it's indeed my pleasure. I have to tell you before I let you go, uh, you know, I have personally sat down, talked to James Van Prague on several occasions, uh, asked him about some mistakes that he's made, and he has been very candid. And, I've, you know, I've been really impressed by James. And uh, John Edwards endorsed uh, my New York Times bestselling book, and I've I've seen John perform, and I, I listen. You have really impressed me, Mark. This was a very impressive show. I don't think there's anyone as good as you are that's out there. That's the best I can say. Short of again, everybody out there, go get the book, Never Letting Go, and the book Evidence of Eternity by Mr. Mark Anthony. They are great reads. And you will not be sorry you did. Thank you, Mark. I really appreciate your appearance. And we'll get you scheduled in the next couple of months. And, Lisa, we're really sorry we didn't get to you from Boca Raton. But my producer, who you've been talking to, will make sure you're the first caller if you call the next time Mark's on this show. All right. We've come to the end of another episode of Provocative Enlightenment. I want to thank all of you for joining us today. Thank you, Eric, for handling all the phone calls. I hope you enjoyed our show and will join us again next week, same time and same place. And do tell your friends, let's have them join us as well. Okay, until next time, wherever you are in the world, remember, I do believe life goes on beyond this carnate state. But whether it does or not, believing in yourself always matters. Provocative Enlightenment has been brought to you by Progressive Awareness Research and other sponsors. Provocative Enlightenment is a syndicated show and appears on other networks. For a schedule of showtimes, visit ProvocativeEnlightenment.com. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor, write to Eldon at EldonTaylor.com.